Hey everybody, Nick here. Hey, how's it going? Thanks for hanging out with us today. The feedback we've gotten on the first few episodes has been great, and the support is honestly overwhelming. We love you guys, and we love this game. I'm a little bummed that we had to leave Madrigal so soon, but rest assured, we will be back. Well, I guess I can't guarantee that all of our PCs will come home. We'll just have to wait and see, won't we? I want to give a huge shout-out to Alex E. for his support by becoming the first member of our Patreon as an Oath Knight of Madrigal. Thanks for your support, Alex. We really do appreciate it. Anyways, enjoy episode 5, No Willow, No Cry. I'll talk to you soon. Later. Previously on Knucklebones. When we left off, our noble quartet had only just set out on a three-day trek to Crescia, a city not known for their friendliness towards Madrigal. The quartet had only just made their way out of Madrigal before falling prey to a roadside ambush when three people dressed in red leather armor began taking pot shots from trapdoors in the ground. This particular red leather armor revealed the ambushers as the same three who had apparently aided our heroes when they fought for control of Sir Otis's wagon. It turns out that Willow, the trio's leader, only really wanted the ruby shard and she was willing to kill for it. They were not, however, a match for Liza, Galtier, Babitha, and Bleb, who after a bit of tit-for-tat fighting emerged victorious, thus forcing Willow, Thelma, and the brute Rooney to flee. A few precise shots later, Thelma fell unconscious and was left behind for capture. And, all the while, an unfamiliar man with calculating eyes and a well-maintained salt-and-pepper goatee stood and watched. Oh yeah, he was shrouded in a purple-pinky ether. Find out what happens now on Knucklebones. Knucks! Is that a thing we do? That's not a thing we do. But. Butts, 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 you know, that that look of just pure mix of terror and sadness when I received that call uh, two minutes ago. You know, it, it wasn't as bad as it could have been. So wait, okay, Nick, do you know what Max is talking about already? You, you are aware of what that call was? I wish I could say that I did. I mean, judging by oh, okay. the look on his face it was the, just the way you said it it seemed like you guys had maybe talked about this already but i was gonna say for the people who don't know i, I think we should all guess mm. we should guess what what type of phone call fakes max make that face which was such a funny and funny is the wrong word but it was a, a an interesting combination of like sadness <laughs> simmering rage and just absolute defeat like I th- I thought you were just going to lie down and call it a fucking night. <laughs> so here's the thing. Every morning when I show up to work, I am struck with this realization that for another 35 to 40 years, I'm going to have to do the exact same thing. So my guess, I think, Max, that was a phone call saying, you don't get to retire tomorrow. Um... Yeah, I mean, just considering every single time my phone has rung this week, it's just been like, uh, hey, Max, um, real quick, can you uh, eat my ass uh, for the next two hours? <laughs> uh, and, and, and just please, just don't complain, because remember, you're doing it for the kids.
Uh, Eating ass for two hours is way better than working for 40 years. Yeah, I mean... Like, like any day. Yeah, I mean, I get, I, I under, yeah, I get that. I get that. I think, um, I think what Max is, is hinting at here, though, Nick, is that there's several two-hour blocks of ass eating that are part of your 40-year work <laughs> life. Oh, oh, no. Like, like oh, it's, oh, just no. Peri- it's just periodic butt munching. Oh, yeah, in that a, went in over a long my head. life crushed by capitalism. Oh, I don't want 40 years of ass eating. Yeah. Oh, baby, then <laughs> fucking vote differently. <laughs> uh, Mikey, do you have a guess? Mikey's beginning to look crushed and disappointed as well. <sighs> Devastating. Maybe I stole her guess. Yeah, you looked uh, you down at the phone and also got sad. Everybody turn your fucking phones off. No. Um, I think... <clears throat> I think that that was... Once again, the superintendent of the slime factory called <laughs> Max to inform him. Took a turn. He fucking he misread the gauges again today, and he didn't make sure that everything was set. And now we've got a real sticky situation on our hands. I don't want to get too into it, but there have been some casualties. So, oh, I don't I know don't, if you know this, I don't know Max. What it's a euphemism Matt, ex- for? Uh, no, I'm so sorry, Matt. You're laughing, and the reason that no one else is laughing is because you obviously don't live in the Portland metro area. You don't know that we have a famous slime factory. Um, it's actually, yeah. I've lived here for 22 years of my life, and I did not know that we have a <laughs> slime factory. It's the one Obvious. that empties into the Willamette. <laughs> Y'all. Where? The, the slime is poop. The slime is humanity. Oh, so this is <laughs> like... Slime is the impossibility of great white humanity from aldehyde. It's just it's just the fact that we... Uh, anytime for a, a city that gets... Um, to put it scientifically, a metric shit ton of rain every year. Um, anytime we get more than an inch in a 24 hour period, there is feces in our river uh, easily. You would think we would have contingencies for that by yeah, now. You'd think that we'd figure that out. Uh, Infrastructure does not seem to be the, a strong point here. Um, like but Max you know, really we're working on it. You know, like I, I feel like you have a lot of uh, uh, very bohemian science credibility right now, Max, because your shit ton was metric. You know, that's true. That means a lot. I, I did find my uh, my uh, college diploma yesterday. Oh wow! And it, and it says, says says right there, Bachelor of Science. Can I tell you one of my favorite things? Uh, it's like a family quote that we have that is attributed to um, Uncle Mike, uh, who uh, you know is represent. Uh, the part of my family that lives in Alabama and has uh, the most fun accents. Uh, if you can bring up a conversation about a college diploma, there's a good chance you'll hear the line, oh, I got my BA and BS. It works for everything. A- I would like that degree. A real good Uncle Chip. Uh, Max, I want to take a guess. Oh. Now that, now that we know about Portland's apparently infamous shit factory, uh-huh. Um, yeah. Yeah. 
But before that, two things. One, uh, the yes, no, no. Did yes, I tell you about floating sentence. down the river last year? <laughs> is this the floater story? <laughs> oh, is this when you did mushrooms? Uh, yeah, it was a uh, it was a different sort of experience. Matt, your guess. Um, <laughs> so, so the yes, no, no, yes way to start a sentence is my absolute favorite thing that we all do in English and probably other languages for some reason. It's just the best. Um, two. Uh, misreading the gauges at the slime factory sounds like a euphemism. I don't know what for, but it really oh, sounds know. like coded speech. Oh, oh, you know. Slime Max, I feel like this has to be a problem that has lasted longer than your work life. That was the sort of sadness that uh, really has to start uh, deep within a person. I, I feel like this is, uh, there's some sort of sprite potentially that has been attached to you since childhood, a, a sort of a leprechaun, a, a dwarf, a, a fairy cobbler situation. Uh, and, uh, you know, recently he's just really been uh, bumming you out, calling you too often. Uh, you know, is, is this a Ted situation? <laughs> <laughs> you just found out you're not Thunder Buddies for life. <laughs> um, no. Um, I'm, I'm sorry. Um, I, I, I wish I could yes and you with this, but this is just, <laughs> you mean, that's, you mean, that's not it. Crazy. Uh, I can't imagine. Yeah. What's, what's your guess? Wait, wait, hold on guys. My guess is that it was my dad saying he's proud of me. That's why you were so sad because that wasn't true. Oh, I mean, yeah. if that's your reaction to that statement, there's a lot to unpack there. Fuck. Uh, no. And it was here just... I was about to point out the fact that I missed the very obvious joke that Portland has the most strip clubs per capita in the U.S., so the whole city is a slime factory. Mm-hmm. Anyway, You're guys, welcome. live show at Club Sinrock coming soon. <laughs> <laughs> Come on down to Club Sinrock. Shower show, baby. Woo woo. Oh Remind God! Someone's gonna so look that up. Realize that that is an actual strip club, and <laughs> they're gonna have so many questions about why we all know so much about it, and uh, have not been there. But watch out for our Yelp review. Oh. else is really great leveling up oh so so here's the deal speaking of leveling up our level ups on knuckle bones um the conversations will be contained in separate additional content that aren't going to be on the main you got um, a late night text to get that side feed <laughs> i think we should probably uh get to playing some some D 5e a moment of silence to put your drama faces upon your current faces in a cannibalistic fashion. In the waning sun of late morning, and the moments just after a fight, the birds hesitantly begin to chirp again. The four of you stand in a silent moment of realization. The clean-cut, middle-aged Echo, who stands in awe of you, clearly sees you. And he acknowledges you, in fact, in a fashion. His hands shoot to the sky, and you see his expression turns to fear as you address him. What do you do? 
uh, I think Galtier will will step. Are we um, are we like kind of all back on the path, or is this like right as the battle closes? Yeah, this was a, 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 just a few moments afterwards. You're you're kind of reveling in your in your victory, um, having knocked one of them unconscious, and you you've regathered yourselves on the path. Um, and while you were, you know, chitter chattering or catching your breath or whatever, you happen to gaze over and see this Echo, who is also on the path just to your south, just behind you guys, um, and he's looking right at you. Well, uh, uh, hello there, friend. His his mouth moves like he's trying to talk, and he's kind of starts to step backwards, and he's putting his hands out in a non-threatening gesture. Well, now, if you're, if you're saying something, uh, we, we we can't hear you. Can you hear us? Behind you, you hear Babith going, Babithy, Wabithy! And the rope of climbing uh, that she can now summon, a beautiful 50-foot silken rope appears and seems to slither its way over to the now unconscious Thelma uh, and ties her up while Babitha walks over to join the rest of the party. Well, now, friend, we don't mean you any kind of harm if you uh, would like to. You know, we're we're going to provide safe passage through here. We, uh, I, I promise you this is a friendly road today. Liza, I, I assume, is in between Gaultier and this ether-covered sir. And they are going to kind of come from around Gaultier with their bow drawn. Because at this point, Liza's kind of fucking over this shit. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's cool. It's creepy. It's clearly a problem. And the fact that we are all kind of in the middle of it is not. It feels like kind of the walls are closing, closing in, not in like a threatening way, but just like in a, in a disconcerting way. Mm -hmm. And so uh, Liza's just going to come from around Gaultier and just be like, you move your lips and no words come out. All of your other kind like you have not looked at us or even paid attention to us unless they want to kill us. Or at least they look like they want to kill us. So what is your As deal? As I know, when the other echoes the other echoes that you encountered in Madrigal and in town on the road, they simply ignore you. That yeah, that's what I was saying, is that that one that uh, like lunged at Galtier was was trying to like it looked like it wanted to kill Galtier and then all the other ones that we've seen have just been like paying us no mind so it seems to me if you see us it remains to be seen whether or not you're friendly and Liza's just gonna like slowly walk up and try to be as non-threatening while keeping the bow up or at least the bow is drawn but like pointed at the ground he reacts to your movements. He steps away at first and 
as it appears that Galtier behind you and you approaching don't really seem to be threatening him, um, facial expressions and gestures, he also seems to kind of relax. And he takes a few steps. He wants to maintain a distance between you guys. And then he points to you and he, uh, his mouth moves a little bit. And then he points to himself. And you can, you can see that he's trying to communicate something clearly. Uh, you can't quite make out what it is, but you know that the first... Like the first sound is like a big, it's an O sound that he's uh, emphasizing as he's pointing to himself. What kind of road are we on? Is it a dirt road? Um, so the road itself is 15 feet wide or so, and it's a like large bricks, kind of um, smooth cobblestone type situation. Great. So what Babitha does is she actually reaches into her pack and pulls out, um, she's got uh, various pouches with... Um, powders and pigments and she takes out probably just like you know talc or something that you know something mundane and she takes out the pouch and she clears a spot on the cobblestones and dumps the pouch out just to give kind of a white space and you know kind of trace it you know kind of like writing in flower essentially she writes h i smiley face <laughs> And then gestures for him to, you know, to either use that or for him to understand that we can find alternative ways of communicating. Yeah, he he realizes what you're trying to convey here. However, he shrugs when you put the talc on the ground. He just shrugs and then he taps his head and strokes his, his little goatee a little bit and points to the side of the road. Off to the side, there's um, dirt and grass, that sort of thing. And he he steps over there, and he's all the while he's moving over there, he's leaving this like supernatural echo, this wake behind him. Um, and he stops at the dirt, and he, he starts rubbing his foot in the dirt on the side of the road. And he spells out O-R-R-I-S. And then he points to himself. And you can see that. Babitha approaches and writes B-A-B-S and waves. And then wipes it and then writes B-L-E-P and points over the flat. <laughs> Who nods? Liza is just kind of annoyed that they don't know the message cantrip. Uh, <laughs> and is... Uh, going to walk over and write, uh, point over to Gaultier and write D U M M Y. <laughs> In the midst of uh, all the serious conversation that you guys are trying to communicate with these with these echoes, uh, his reaction is in and of itself comical. As he, you can see him take a big gulp of air as he leans back and laughs and and finds himself doubled over cracking up um and then he stops for a second and he uh, looks at you liza and he points to to galtier and you can see he's kind of asking like oh wait really and liza's just gonna like pause for a second and be like okay do i really want to do i really want to commit to this i no 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 and i go liza reaches down and and writes the actual name and Okay, and I'm going to say that Liza spells it wrong. I'll say 
G O L T E E dash A Y. Babatha and I go back and forth for five minutes trying to figure out how to spell Galtier's name in the dirt. As you guys are, uh, are disputing over how to spell things, this Echo, who has identified himself uh, as Orist, he's quickly pacing like back and forth, and you can see he's rubbing his goatee and his mustache. He's deep in thought, and, and he just paces back and forth for a second. And then his finger goes up, and his eyes get big, and he leans over and, and scratches into the dirt. What are you? The last word gets faint as he's writing. Uh, I think at this point... Just to clarify, he you can see what he's trying to write, but it's like his ability to interact with the dirt is getting more difficult. Babs, uh, immediately seeing that this is happening, rushes over and writes four letters. R-E-A-L. So when he fades away and wonders... He knows that we are real. Oh, I like that. So as he as he had scratched in, what are you? And grown fainter, he is naturally confused. And again, um, he, Nick, he I, leans over. Uh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I want to do this as he's like fade. If he's starting to fade, we've been seeing that he can actually interact with the material world. I think Gaultier is going to try to just grab him. Like, not super aggressively, but just, like, um, in the way that maybe a, a overly friendly person might grab you by the shoulder. He just goes for one of those moves just to see if he can, like, physically interact with Oris. Okay, in trying to do so, first and foremost, you feel nothing. And as you try to reach out and, and maybe grab his shoulder or give him a, a smack on the shoulder or, or whatever it is you're trying to do, the air around him, this, this ether that's around him, it's starts to dissipate from where you hit, where you were trying to touch him so it's oh, it's like he's a smoke form and as you touch it it just whoosh, dissipates and you can see as as this is happening he just looks confused not like it's not as if you've hurt him and in doing so you just you see his whole form start to disappear and it just like with small flashes of really really uh, like a dim light almost like static electricity and he's gone I think Gautier immediately turns to Liza and Babbitt and is like, well, now, I didn't, I didn't think just reaching out and uh, 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 touching his shoulder like that was going to make a whole man disappear. I, I, that is not, I did not intend. You, you want to no, stand, no, no, don't no, you? Darling. No, darling, I don't think. You killed him. Oh, 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 Liza, you know, it's been a rough couple of days and clearly he's he can't hang, all right? So we just need to, Gautier, it, um, Duckling, I, I I, think that he was already fading. I don't think it was your fault. So let's just clear the air of that. Or, oh, sorry, uh, maybe too soon. Um, goodness. Um, oh, hey. Listen, we have a name. We know that we can interact. And we know that clearly we are not appearing to him in our true forms. This is, this is information that we can... We can log away, and uh, as she starts to mumble, and then immediately uh, starts croaking in grung as she starts kind of talking to herself, and uh, almost looks like she's it almost looks like she's writing notes to herself in the air as she's talking, and uh, Blep is just nodding along. Babitha and Blep 
are having this conversation and you guys have a sudden moment of shock that was probably followed immediately by the other two of you um, looking in the at the ground where you guys were communicating with this fellow. Everything that he wrote in the ground in front of himself is also gone. Since we leveled up, uh, are we? Do we level up basically at our next long rest, or are we currently leveled? Your up? threshold goes up, but your hit points do not, and you can have your abilities aside from that. I'm not. I'm not too picky about it realistically okay i just want to check how many it's gonna be it's not gonna Um, be inconsequential but in this particular situation it's not gonna make too much of a difference just um yeah you can have your stuff just not free hit points gotcha yeah um liza throughout kind of these experiences and everything through this conversation with oris has a moment of just starting things start to click in their mind um and Liza closes her eyes and just starts like lightly tapping on the outside of the drum, not on like the actual like musical part, but like on the outside doing really like faint rhythmic patterns that are coming from their fingers as they start to kind of chant to themselves in a, in a rhythmic fashion. And uh, Liza is going to cast Detect Magic and point it down towards the dirt and towards Gaultier to really just kind of figure out if, like, is there anything here that I can figure out? Babitha, did you already cast Detect Magic on the gem? No, I did not, because I did not get Detect Magic until third level. Okay, cool. I was I was worried that you had it and had already tried it and made this redundant, but I'm now good. Liza casts Detect Magic, and for just a fleeting instant, it's almost like a like a trailing wisp of some form of conjuration magic. So Liza is just going to briefly relay. I don't know if you knew what that incantation was, but I wanted to tap into the arcane experience around here and see what sort of remnants may remain from our little buddy Oris and I I got a a small wisp of conjuration now that's wild (laughs) to put it mildly I would like someone else's thoughts because mine are gone so it appears conjuration would would imply that something something is creating them but at the same time the perception that he seems to have of us also indicates that maybe that we seem to be the ones being conjured. There's there's something here. I just, I feel like there's a, like I have the pieces of the puzzle and I just can't put them together. There's something about that. Every time I've dealt with conjuration magic, it has been in relation to another magic caster. That's what makes this crazy. (laughs) If there is a magic caster who is dealing all of these people or all of these things out and is the one creating these, there are many, and they all seem to think separately. Like, this is not... They don't seem to be a part of it. They don't seem to be complicit in any way it's rather peculiar 
Well, this isn't exactly just creating nothings. Obviously, I'm no expert here, but everyone down at, at Madrigal seems to believe that. Uh, well, thank you, Liza. Everyone down now <laughs> seems to believe that uh, these were uh, people that they had, uh, knew that they were familiar with. Is there a chance that that's uh, incorrect? That perhaps they only look like people we all have seen around? No. Does anybody here know an Oris? No, I, 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 I thought that that was just speculation of Shevlin. I, I, I. He, he distinctly said he did not recognize any of them, but right. he also didn't go looking at them. Gotcha. So okay. my, yeah, my, my assertion there is that <clears throat> because they seem to be doing routine human tasks, mm-hmm. we may have ascribed that to them. But to mm-hmm. your point of like, maybe they view us differently, like perhaps it's something else mm-hmm. entirely. Yes, you're, you're correct. Our, our Shevlin did say that um, he believed they were the ghosts of the dead. However, uh, what you were misremembering is that he did not recognize them. In fact, he seemed fearful of the notion that he may recognize them and thus hid away, as it were. Now, what you are saying, though, about the notion that they may not, in fact, be the dead, well, that, that, there's, there's two, two things, considerations. I mean, I've... Uh, We've got a necromancer of the scale and and level that it's completely unfathomable in this world, and they are conjuring um, uh, well, hundreds, if not thousands, of the dead. Or alternatively, that we are being conjured into existence, and this is how we learn that this is all actually a simulation. Oh no, wait. So sorry, sorry. You're right. That's not actually. What the thought was, the thought was, the alternative is that... Are you fucking high? I, you know what? Have I you thought... had another one of your potions, darling? Listen, I'm really getting close to something. I'm really getting close. Oh. It's, it's, right, it's helping. You don't understand. Cross just... Are you going to start chanting the chosen one, the chosen one, Neo, 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 again? I, I can't. <laughs> I can't for the last time, I'm not going to pick between a blue potion and a red potion. I don't want either. Oh, well, that's fine, because I'm currently working on one that is the, well, I don't want to. Okay, no, I'll tell you. Keep it between us girls. Um, not, oh, dear. Um, I'm, oh, I'm working on one that makes your eyes, currently just your eyes. Um, well, actually currently just your ears, but uh, your eyes, um, that particular purpley inky ether color, I just, it's so spectacular. I just want, I just, you know, I just thought it'd be, well, I thought it'd be kind of fun. And also thought it could be, I thought it could be a to to say to make myself glow. We can't tell whether or not these are the spirits of the dead and you want to change the way that they appear just in color. You want to appeal to the vanity when perhaps we deal with global necromancy? Completely misunderstand. I'm saying that I was trying to make it so that we could disguise ourselves should the need arise. Liza, can I ask you a question? You said this was some sort of a, a, a conjuration. Is that, now, is that the sort of magic you might use to revive the, the bodies of the spirits of the dead? Or are those separate things? No, I believe that that is just called necromancy. So now, again... Conjuration is like when I, if I were to summon something. Like, now, what, what like sort of I things to, could you summon? Um, 
an extremely hot genasi. Like, imagine extremely hot. I'm talking 10 out of 10. Is, is this a is this a, a, a look situation, or do you mean they are physically warm, like a like a caliente or a picante? <laughs> uh, por qué no los dos, señor? <laughs> do we have fantasy Spanish in Madrigal? Because I, I really need this distinction. One hundred percent. In the Merklands, they speak primarily Esperanto and Espanol. <laughs> Oh my god. This is that, that's gonna be that. a hard role play for me. <laughs> wow. Yeah, way to sign yourself up for Esperanto. That. Brought to you by Duolingo. Learn Esperanto. <laughs> so all this is to say something bizarre is going on that's very difficult to conceive, much less figure out. So now my, my the reason I ask these questions, dear Liza, is that uh Perhaps the, the uh, theories that we have heard are incorrect. If we knew what sort of creatures this sort of magic could uh, bring to this realm, perhaps we would have a better understanding of uh, what this shard does. Is that Am I correct in that magical line of reasoning? I defer to you ladies, of course. I mean, I imagine if I am sensing conjuration, that means that there is something or somebody, something, that is causing the raising or the summoning this is conjuration is not a i mean no magic can exactly just pop up on its own but conjuration is mostly an active choice so you believe that it can't be a result of our uh our otherworldly artifact here but there must be some sort of agent Unless there is a god trapped in that gem, and that god is summoning beings from another plane, that is the only theory that involves the gem, in my mind. The gem may be a harbinger of a larger happening, but I do not believe... The gem itself is the cause. Wow. That is my theory. Perhaps we should ask our new friend over there what she knows. And why they believe this to be a valuable artifact. Perhaps. I go sit on her Yeah, desk. it's Thelma like... It's Thelma, right? That's the one that we tied yes. up? Yes. Yes. How, how, how bad is she looking right now? I don't remember exactly what killed her, if it was an arrow or an Eldritch Blast. But I mean, it knocked her down to zero hit points. She's she's burnt from burnt and bleeding and bloody and bruised. Uh, well, what I immediately do is I go over and I cast uh, spare the dying so that she's stable. Does Liza cast healing word on Thelma? Would you care to roll hit points? It's just one d four, I think, right? Yeah, one d four plus three, and I'm not going to throw this across the room. Well, then it doesn't count as a that D4. Is a one. So, <laughs> so, so, a four. Um, okay. So, Thelma is, is lying on the ground in her, her red leather armor, and you cast Healing Word. She starts to shake just a little bit, and then with a few coughs, <laughs> <clears throat> and she opens her eyes and sees the four of you standing around her and she's wrapped up in this um staff snake rope rope 
she's wrapped up in this rope. Rope of climbing. She she just looks up and sees Liza just bright yellow eyes just four inches from her face. Just <laughs> a, staring her a, right A moment the of shock as Thelma tries to, to roll away and jump away. And she moves a little bit, um, but obviously can't get away. Ah! And then uh, realizing, uh, quickly uh, grounding herself and realizing what's going on, Thelma smiles and she says, <laughs> you guys got me, huh? Nice. I have to say, darling, you, this is the most pleasant prisoner um, interaction that I've ever had. I mean, not to say that I've had a lot of prisoner interactions, but don't... Don't get me wrong. I mean, there's plenty of... Well, I'm not going to get into it. But the reality is, uh, I wasn't expecting you to be so complicit right away. But thank you. It is pretty nice, right? Like, we did a pretty well, cool job. honor among thieves and all of that, right? You, to the victor, the spoils. That's how it goes. Correct. Liza is going to start going through... Uh... Their so you got what you wanted. I guess uh, you'll just let me go now. Just take the rope and I'll be out of here, huh? Good oh, deal. We haven't even begun to get what we want from you, darling. No, 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 no. Why would I have used my very fancy special magic anthropomorphic rope uh, if I was just going to let you go? Well, you know, you. I would have because... just used my spell slot to cast Spare the Dying, which actually may be a cantrip, but you know what? I don't know. Uh, fuck if I know. Who am I? Just an alchemist. Um, what was I saying, darling? Oh, right. We're going to need some information from you. Liza, darling, do you want to just uh, maybe. And she kind of, you know, kind of. You can tell she's trying to make you some sort of gesture to imply that you need to, like, muscle her in some way, but also isn't going to do any kind of distinct violent gesture because she's like, I don't I don't know, what should we do? Liza's I mean, going to attempt water. to rough up uh, <laughs> Thelma as, like, they try to stand up and, like, prop them up, like, walk them over to a tree to, like, prop them up so we can interrogate them like in a like fairly controlled setting okay well, nick now that now that we kind of like have Thelma and we're not actively fighting um do we recognize anything about her like armor or weapons like does this red leather armor thing seem like a, a group of some kind that we might know about it's the same group that we've interacted with yeah but now we have her, like up close you know what i mean it is clearly like the same the same trio that was at the uh, landing site. Obviously, you guys knew that from um, just seeing them, the their builds and body types, things like it clicked pretty quickly. Um, and the distinctive and armor. They knew that we um, had the gem. It's it's not like it's not like armor that you've seen before. So that's to say, it doesn't stick out immediately as any kind of distinctive thing. Like. Um, the impression that you get is like this was just some kind of trio of bandits that like were color coded, okay. right? Like they were. A they team. don't have like they don't have like a symbol or something that might place them with a nation or anything like that. No, 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 no. It's uh, the closest thing to any sort of symbol that you get is like this distinct armor that is like I've described. It's just like wide bands of leather that are wrapped around her body, and then there's another band that's wrapped around her arm. 
in different sections that make it after seeing them fight in the way that they move and run it's pretty clear that this is to like encourage movement so there's no there's no limitations on how they move because the the leather can just work around itself uh liza you you said you're um you're like trying to drag her off to a tree are you what's liza uh like if galtier wants to sort of just read liza like uh do they look like that this is like they're is this a good cop, bad cop situation? Are they going <laughs> to actually hurt Thelma? Is this like a weird magical? Like what it, does Galtier have any insight? Are you going to conjure a mannequin and put the mannequin in front of her and then bring Galtier over to beat up the mannequin in, no. in place of beating them up? No. Well, I hate to say it, but if it's information that you want, it's I'm not going to be able to help you out there, unfortunately. Uh, so if you wanted to just cut the rope and, uh, well, I'll just be on my way. I'll go, Can I? I'll go, uh, south and you can go north. No problem. Can She's I like hobbling. That statement. <laughs> um, yes. I basically, I'm trying to ascertain, like, is this, is this like a classic bluff? Like, whoop, I don't know anything. Like, um, yeah, roll insight. That's yeah. Okay. I would like to use my tactical assessment maneuver. Which means I get to extend oh a superiority die, a superiority die, and add it to this as well. So I get my d20, and I get uh, my d8. Oh my god, uh, that's a 25. Uh huh. You can very easily tell that she, despite her jovial tone, she doesn't intend on telling you anything. It's it's exactly as it appears to be she doesn't want to tell you anything and she's fully intending on you letting her go so it doesn't doesn't intend to tell us but do i think do i think she's telling the truth about not having information oh definitely not yeah. i mean she's part she was part of the group that uh, yeah she was there she knows what's up bluff walks over uh to the tree that lies uh, got her tied up to and kind of crouches in front of her. So he's kind of looking at her in eye level with his eye cocked. And then he. Oh, oh God, it's terrifying. He sits down and he opens up his sack and he pulls out a little wax wrapped piece of paper and unfolds it. And uh, sitting there is a just nice hunk of crusty bread and a piece of cheese and Bluff looks at it and he looks at her and he looks at it and he looks at her does she react at all to this not even a little bit she's almost like scared of just him and this weird thing that she cannot figure out so then he uh he looks at her again and he he adjusts where he's got his you know got you know his Got it set down on a, you know. This is a really nice rope, by the way. Grabs a piece you, of bark you off, that dusts up in it, puts the, puts the bread and the cheese on it, and uh, kind of, he puts it near her, but then just slowly starts taking kind of steps back. He's clearly calculating a distinct okay. distance, sets it what down are you, on the what ground. What are you doing, frog? And he walks over to her, and he just, he obviously can't make a shushing uh, sound because oh. that would be too on point oh, oh, but she press, reaches out his finger and he presses it to make it, her no lips. make it stop 
and she feels slimy, slimy, stickiness oh. touch her. And as she's just disgusted, sitting there, like taking in this really invasive uh, moment, she takes four points of poison damage. And, and she falls unconscious. She falls super unconscious. Sick. No, she falls uh, unconscious. It's no, it doesn't make it's not it's not lethal. It makes her so it makes her She has four hit points super. and you just gave her four points of damage. She falls unconscious. She pukes and passes out. <laughs> the slime rubs on her lip and she just goes. But Babitha, I told you this is this is the reaction that everybody has to your little friend. Fuck me. I spare the dying. <laughs> Babitha walks up and goes, damn it, Blep. And casts spare the dying. <laughs> She's stable, but when she wakes up, that bitch is still going to be hungry as hell. She is like covered in, in puke now too. <laughs> uh, Galtier will remove one glove and slap her with it to wake her up. I'll allow it. <laughs> she wakes up Open with your 0. Eyes, 0. 5 woman. hit points <laughs> that was disgusting keep it away from me I'm, I'm absolutely not uh, I just want to get like on her eye level um, and Galtier will kind of look up at Liza who has been sort of controlling her and look over at Babitha and Blep and then back to Thelma now you have to understand there's a whole lot more where that came from. Uh, a little little frog man is a disgusting, slimy abomination every hour of every day for his miserable, slimy little life. And of course, the rest of us have other particular sets of skills to extract information from someone such as you. Now, you might be able to see that I'm a gentleman who would prefer not to cut off small, thin slices of your skin one piece at a time until you tell us this information. But you also have to understand that the good king himself has sent us on a rather urgent mission that should we fail to accomplish, well, much worse fates would come down to us. So, unfortunately for you, you are the uh, lowest person on this here totem pole. If you understand what I'm trying to tell you, it would really behoove you to give up the ghost as it were as soon as he finishes speaking liza is just going to pop in from behind his shoulder and say we know you are lying you stupid motherfucker (laughs) (laughs) i i would love to make either a persuasion or intimidation check and i really hope that i get advantage from hype man liza yeah yeah i'm into that for sure okay Whichever, whichever you would prefer I'm gonna I'm gonna burn them because I got them, you guys. We're gonna go. I think because of Liza's attack, I'm gonna go intimidation, and I'm gonna use commanding presence. I'm gonna burn another superiority die. I hope we don't fight before we rest. So advantage and a d8. Ooh, that advantage is clutch. Thank you, Liza. So that is, uh, oh god, maths. Eighteen plus seven plus five. 7 and 5 is 12, plus 18 is 30. What? She is um, leaned up against this tree. You've talked to her, and she... She just... One of her eyebrows just kind of perks up. Like she, like you've just intrigued her. Well, I'm not really interested in losing any more fingers or toes, so 
What do you want to know? Well, I believe you could tell us. Wait, I changed with. my mind. Hold on. Why don't you take this rope off first, and then we can absolutely have... not one for one. I'm like rolling my hand like she could do it too. <laughs> right, right now we are zero for negative one thousand. You tried to murder us during a peaceful transit of this uh... here road. So you are working your way out of quite a bit of debt there. Why don't you start with the simple pleasantries? You can tell us who you are, who you work for, and why you've just tried to murder us. I definitely prefer to do this without the rope. And I would prefer not to do this at all. Hi, my name's Thelma. Who are you? That was not part of the bargain. Continue, and you may keep your skin. <clears throat> Hi, my name's Thelma. I want your red glowing thing that you found that fell out of the sky. Yeah, who really wants it? Because I've heard you speak and you are clearly not the brains of this particular operation. Well, that's mean, okay? First of all. Again, you just tried to murder us. I don't really care about your particular bland of presentries. Hi, my name's Thelma. That was Rooney and that was Willow. You know, Whispering Willow. And just so you know, she's not going to stop. You're as good as dead. And Bashi, you were referring to this, uh, oh, Miss Willow? Yeah, Whispering Willow. I'm sure you've heard of her. Uh, most assuredly have not. I don't really deal with uh, the likes of <sighs> Whatever. You know, you know you've heard the of her. Whispering that will matter in your life is the whispering that you will hear before you die. Okay, this one's kind of creepy. Yeah, you don't even know the the half of what my, my dear friend Liza here would love to do. Have you ever seen what a changeling can do with someone else's skin? Liza is going to walk around the tree like a bad cop in a interrogation just, scene just in a bad a movie. Lego movie, flip and, your head around. <laughs> <laughs> genuinely, yes. And turn straight up into... Uh, Willow and just go hello there how you doing there's a moment of shock and Thelma says you're working with them this was your idea you know you gotta always test the loyalties of those that uh, are working for you Cartier will straight will like straighten up very quickly and try to like nod along like Aha, we've revealed our master plan. Like, he's trying to sell the bluff. Well, it's not... It's not my fault. Did you let Did you let them win, then? No, I didn't let them win. This was all a test, buddy. I mean, listen, you were, you were out for a while, and we got to talking, and... I mean, it just... Miss Willow had a respect for, for our handiwork, and I can't say I blame her. Uh, it's just... We're all working together, hon. Okay, well, then you know that I'm on your team, too. And if you already have the Skyrock, then just let me go, and we'll go sell it. No, that's not how this works. When you uh, start to undermine those that you work for, that's when we know we can't trust you. So how are we going to get your trust again? I mean, if that's not the pot calling the kettle black, just a little bit, Honey, you died. They asked me 
if if it was okay if you died and I said we might as well bring it back. Roll a roll a persuasion check for, for me. And I'm yeah, sure you're, point, I'm sure you're gonna pass, but persuasion. I gotta have you roll it. We have gifted you your entire life, Thelma. You have to understand. What do you want from me? Seventeen. She only rolled the six on the insight, so you're good. I figured you were gonna pass because I rolled terribly, but. What do you want from me? I literally have a plus seven to persuasion, so I could not fail. I want you lay out to them. What do you, how did you think this plan was going to go? What, what did we, what was our plan? And, and spell it out for them, because I want them to understand how much you fucked up our plan. Are you, are you sure, Willow? That doesn't seem like, doesn't really seem like a great plan to tell them our plan. I'm telling you, we could cut her loose um, right now. I mean, honestly, she, what kind of an asset is she? I mean, we've we used a whole spell slot on her. It does Twice. seem needlessly I mean, expensive. You're not wrong. I, Two spell slots. I, I, you're not wrong at all. I'm I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna fight you on that. But what I want is I like to give people second chances. And what I'm trying to to get across to you is that I believe that you've got some good tendencies in in that tiny little pea brain of yours and, and i think what we really should do is i want you to lay out what our plan was so i can see if going forward you are worth understanding plans that i am going to put together in the future you're, do you not well you're acting that? really strange and i don't first of all i don't um, love it but uh, whatever if this is what you want to do then let's do it fine she uh, turns to Galtier and Babitha. We were just trying to go back to Krisha. That's all we were doing. We just wanted to go home. And then Rooney got hurt thanks to you and the friggin' Skyrock, right? So he slowed us down. We walked all the way through the night to get home before he... Willow, do you remember? He started crying. He needed to take a break because his leg hurt so bad. It was... Do you not hear that in the distance? He's crying in the woods. Yeah, so again, so if I left him in a if ditch. you really wanted to blame somebody for this, you can probably blame him. Well, he didn't die. And so. also, you have you've said very little of the actual plan. You're just kind of outlining what happened. We're we're just trying to make a couple silvers. That's it. We're just we just wanted to get some people on the road and make some money to get back home comfortably. You can't go all the way north to Kresia with nothing to show. Pops will friggin' kill us. See, that's the thing that I wanted you to mention. That's the thing that I thought was so important. Pops is the most important person in our life. And you've got to explain to me who he is to you. H how important yeah, are we, are is he Are we talking about you? your actual father here? This seems like a terrible family dynamic. Yeah, Thelma, what's going on? Are the... you two related? Are you sisters? I want to hear it from Thelma. <laughs> <laughs> Too good. <laughs> so fucking good. Ooh, I'm, a, I'm a manipulative mother. I fucking <laughs> love it. It's so I good. Like, um, I do also love that the longer this voice goes on, you start to low-key sound like uh, Mark Wahlberg whispering, <laughs> which is such a funny <laughs> mental image for me. I love that. 100% I am going to whip out I'm the girl who does a job. You must be the other gal. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, you know, 
you know, Willow Pops, the, you know, the boss. We were just gonna... It, look, if we bring the Skyrock back to him, we're gonna make so much money, he's gonna be so happy. I don't, I don't know, like, who's Pops to me? He's, you know, he's the boss. But I wanna know, is he your dad? <laughs> or is he your bank account, honey? <laughs> That, that there's an important distinction are you, here. Are you always someone who answers questions so obtusely? Roll another persuasion. What do you mean, Willow? Is he my... What do you mean, is he my dad? No, it's Pops. He's... Obviously, she's making the analogy, darling, of like, you know, there's different archetypes that people play in your role, right? And do you see him, right, as a father figure? Do you see him as something that you owe you or see him as someone that you owe your life to? Or do you simply see him as an employer? Because there's two different levels of loyalty there. She already understands me and my relationship (laughs) to Pops more than you ever will, apparently. I mean, it's it's... just, I, I feel like, you know, is she... How old are you, Thelma? Are you young? You look... Well, I mean, you don't look young, I'm but nine you certainly old. sound young. <laughs> Admittedly, she looks awful for her age. Terrible, terrible. Uh, Th- Thelma's in the ballpark of mid-twenties, we'll say. Old enough to know what she's I doing. I rolled a 23. Oh, man, you, I got an 18. I thought I was going to get out of it this time. What, I mean, when you think about it, Willa, don't we all kind of owe Pops our lives? I mean, he's, he picked us up. He's the one that, you know, he taught us. He... he he got us going. He got us. He started the ball rolling. He got the racket swinging. If you know what I mean, it's all it's all him. I mean, yeah, for sure. He he taught me how to fence. I'm not talking. I'm talking about both ways. I'm talking about selling stolen stolen stuff. I'm also talking about fighting people. Stabbing can you, them right in the groin. Hey, can you imagine how much that skyrock's gonna go for in the alleys? I mean, come on. Come on. Well, that, I told you, she's thinking too small. See, this is exactly why she agreed to, to team up with us. Because, you know, here she is, you know, holding us up in, in the name of Silvers. And I was like, darling, listen, we team up. We know the right channels. We can get so much more than you can. I mean, without having to even go on the black market. I mean, we're... we. Bra has it completely right. I mean, uh, yeah. Rabiba Viva Bobo is just killing it with understanding how much we can we can what we can do if we work together as a team and honestly Thelma I think you got to go back to Pops and tell him yourself that you're quitting because I don't think you're cut out for this anymore maybe maybe you can be a bookie maybe you can be uh some muscle maybe you can start lifting some weights but I, I don't think you're cut out for this anymore I need you to tell me the exact location in Kresha in which you are going to meet Pops and tell him that you're going to quit. Well, oh, I mean, well, if this, you, I, you know, I can't just. There's no quitting. It's, it's that, that's not how that works. You know, you know that that's not really an option. I, I, I'll tell you what. Look, come, come back with me. You get, you guys can. I don't know you. You guys can come too. Just come with me, and we can talk to Pops together. I'm sure. Look, we can figure something out that doesn't involve me dying. I mean, with you being as weak as you are, I, I don't think we can really guarantee that you won't die just like walking home. No, I'm. Look, hey, I'm fine. Just take take the rope. I'm fine. I, I can make it. I, we were gonna happy. make it. Ju- we were gonna make it fine before. We'll still make it just fine. I'm gonna go find Rooney, and I'm gonna come back in a little bit. Willow, okay? Willow. She leans. She leans uh, as close to Willow as she can. Just fucking leave him. You don't think I'm not going back to the ditch to just finish him off? He's worth at least that, darling. 
You see I what mean, I'm saying? We can I, work around this. We can make this work. Yeah, we can make it work. All we need to do is tell him that Rooney's the one that died, not you. See, and, and see what I'm talking forward. about? Just, Look, my whole problem is, is I just don't listen, Thelma, darling. I know we just met, and you seem like a just delightful little chicken. But um, here's the thing. He's not. I don't want to introduce you to my contacts. I, I don't have any faith in you. I don't believe in you. Um, I mean, I don't know you from Adam or or or, or Asmodeus or that, but I I feel like while I've made a connection with Miss Ms. Whispering Willow here, um, and uh, you know, honor among thieves, as she said to us, uh, uh, which is funny that you repeated because you seem to not have quite the same notion of honor but anyway what i was saying is i'm <laughs> i'm comfortable negotiating a uh palavar between miss willow and uh and my people but i don't know that i'm willing to reveal that to you as well you seem a little weasley so quite frankly i feel like I'd be happy, I mean, quite frankly, if it not for the fancy rope, I would just, well, you know what, I can always summon another one, never mind, I can leave you here forever, but if you, Miss Willow seems to feel like you need to run along to this Pops fellow and let him know the status, as it were, of everything, then so be it, but I, I just want you to know I'm not happy about it, I think that, um, well, I just think you've been really rude to people who have uh, brought you back to life twice, even if we can keep both times. If you think she's rude to you, you don't even want to see what she does to the people back home. She is so ungrateful. Honestly, it's 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 truly despicable. Look, I, this all started out as like a real fun thing where you guys captured me and all that. Are you gonna are you gonna let me go? Yes, we're gonna let you go. But all I want is for you to stick with us, and you cannot, cannot venture off on your own okay you you clearly cannot handle yourself so you need to stick with this group if you do not see that big lug behind <laughs> me if you do not see him you are good as dead to me okay she tries to stick up one hand you can see just one hand it barely moves thieves honor you got it just get the ropes off and Liza's going to say in like in thieves can't specifically like don't fuck me here. She gives you a thumbs up. It's not low key. <laughs> All right, Willow, if you insist on keeping her, that's fine. But um, she's not meeting my people. We'll drop her somewhere. Thelma is going to take you to Pops. It, that's the that's the notion. She's going to take Willow to Pops. So with Lady Thelma the mercenary in hand, you guys. Make your way off. She mumbles and chats a little bit with Willow and the rest of you and more or less gets to know you guys as you make your way towards Crescia, heading north. Um, kind of in the, the the sun gets warm and the day grows late and you guys start to get kind of tired as your shadows get longer. And off in the distance, you finally, uh, after a long day's walk, see a wooden signpost in the distance. Approaching it, you see a small stack of rocks that are at the base where some of them have um, letters written on them in chalk or paint or something, and some of them have names written on them 
um, most likely people passing by or passing through, just leaving their mark. The sign points north, and it says Crescia with an arrow pointing. Another sign points east, and it says Rose Lake, and a smaller one underneath it that says Tictorum. And after the name Tictorum, there's the shape of a five-pointed poinsettia, which is locally known as the indication of a roadhouse. Now, how many Grosswayzies is this roadhouse? Just wait and you will find out. The road to Tictorum, um, and a belly full of warm food, it's not as smooth as the home road, but it does seem to get the job done. There's hills that peel off to your south and your west, which would be for the less, less cardinally inclined, we're going to be to your left and behind you. As you round a large hill heading down on this road, you've probably traveled a mile or two at this point, you see a long wooden fence along the side of the road, something that you might see to keep horses or cows contained every 10 feet or so a post with a small log that spans them, um, two small logs that would span them. And a field stretches into the distance to the right, a field of green plants with small yellow buds. And this field stretches as far as you can see. Following down this road, you pass by a few farmhouses that are scattered about. They all seem to be, for the most part, growing the same crop, this small green plant with yellow buds. Eventually you come to a beautifully crafted but visibly aging sign. And the sign says, the red fields of Tictorum, which strikes you as strange because the fields are definitely green. The paint on the sign is faded and cracked, but the sign's still welcoming, sort of in a rustic kind of a way. Entering the town of Tictorum, there's only a few dozen buildings and a single road that passes through. Off the road a little ways, you see some larger buildings that look like maybe they're boarded up or something. And headed down the main road, you see a sign sticking out over one of the over one of the buildings, and it's got a symbol painted on it of a small lantern, and it says the lantern, which you take to be the tavern or the roadhouse. I don't know about you guys, but I could certainly use a, a beverage and a, a small break. Well, the day seems to be drawing down to a close, so perhaps we should uh, rest our weary bones. Uh, uh, friends here, and I want to, like, gesture to get Babitha, and is Liza walking around as Willow still throughout this day? Yeah. Okay, I'll try to get them yeah. far enough away from, like, I assume we've just got Thelma, like, still tied up and, like, sort of attached to something. Give her, like, a bit of a leash, you know? Uh, but get sort of out of earshot as best we can. Now. What do we want to do with our friend here? Should we uh, stick around a room with some of us? Uh, Liza, are you are you comfortable being this willow lady for an extended period of time? I, I don't understand how all this works for you. I've been uglier people for longer periods of time. <laughs> I'm totally fine with this. That certainly is one way to look at this situation. <laughs> well, right then, uh, let's head on into this here roadhouse, I guess. You guys enter this roadhouse, and it's probably a single gross Swayze in size. It's a it's a very small situation, maybe three or four tables, a counter on the backside with a, a little stand with some uh, different cheeses and foods for sale, and there's a woman behind the behind the counter who's sorting through some some napkins on the table, and she looks up as the bell rings when you open the door. Oh, I see it's travelers that are coming through. Why don't you have a seat and I'll cook you up some dinner? Unless it's unless it's just drink you'd like. 
Oh, dinner would be most welcome, madam, and uh, perhaps uh, 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 two rooms for us as well. Oh, you're gonna you're gonna buy me out tonight, huh? Okay. Fortunately for you, there's only two rooms here, and they're both available. How convenient! Thank you so much for your patronage. <laughs> I have to I tell you that there's. It smells delightful in here. What are you do? You, do you mind? It? Is it for public consumption? Well, happy to make you dinner. Oh, thank you, child. Happily. Oh, bless you, bless you. We've got the breaded pumpkin with coriander rice tonight. Oh, that myself. sounds absolutely scrumptious, Blep. Does that sound... Uh, you know what? Blep's good. He's got some jerky. Thank you so much, my love. Uh, so you guys go ahead and sit down and um, should bring you out a couple of plates of food. And she sets them out. I, I, I'm so disappointed to have to tell you that I don't have any of my well, my world-famous pickled eggs tonight. They've... they've... Well, they've all been taken away today. I was hoping to get some more, but they haven't arrived yet. Perhaps they'll be here in the morning for you. Oh, pickled eggs. That does sound rather delightful. You know, I have a recipe for uh, pickled rutabagas, and I have to say they're, they're life-changing. I would love to swap recipes with you. Oh, absolutely. If you're willing to share, I've... Well, I can give you for my... I can give you the recipe for my... Uh, my breaded pumpkins. Do you have a local cleric that uh, makes your pickled eggs for you? A, cl a cleric? Well, no, not that's not really something that we do around here. I mean, I, I've come across clerics, druids, I mean, the occasional arcane rogue living in a, in a bog. <laughs> oh, uh, no, no, there's that... a, there's a, well, an older woman that lives down in the marsh down to the south. You probably... Oh, Marsha, yes. How did you know her name? Oh man, I I didn't realize that Marsha was was out this far. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. I've never put it together. Marsha lives in the marsh. Huh. Is it normal for people of a certain station to just name themselves after their environment? She is a bit See, of an I odd know duck. A woman named Nog, and she lives on a bog. What a quaint it's tradition crazy. that is. Truly a charm yeah, here it's, for it's, the it's lesser quite people. Weird. It's I think it's called nominative determinism. <laughs> it's a uh, well. She looks the gall here. Well, it's a it's a little bit of a surgeon persuasion, I guess I'd say. She gives him a little a wink. Swayze, if you if you'd like. <laughs> it's already something about the Swayze's when people come in like this. <laughs> that a single Persuasy? You would say the entire gross Persuasy of these women all use this tradition. That's what you're trying to tell us now. Yeah, no, that's right. That sounds about accurate to me. This all checks out. There's nothing wrong with that taxonomy. She goes to the uh, the window by the door and she kind of glances out behind the um, behind the drapes really quick and back in and she looks a little concerned. I was hoping to have them, those pickled eggs before nightfall. I'm a little, a little nervous that have not shown up yet, but well, it is what it is. They'll be back soon enough. Well, if you do get them before the morning, we'd be more than happy to take some of them as a traveler's breakfast, madam. There'll be plenty of them, I'm sure of it. Babitha has been feverishly uh, scribbling down her pickled rutabaga recipe. She is delighted to share it with her. She's very, very finicky about her, her potions, particularly because they're not at a point to be made widely accessible to people. But when it comes to cooking, it's a it's a small delight that she she has, and 
always has a recipe to give. So this this um, roadhouse owner, keeper, runner, um, happily swaps recipes with you. She's kind of making small talk and chitter chatter. She gives you the recipe for her breaded pumpkin and coriander rice, um, which, by the way, as you're eating, is very good. Rather tasty dinner. You guys are, are munching. Oh, no, I, I was just realizing at the end of the session, I would love to ask everyone, like, do people bread pumpkins and squashes and stuff? Like, is that a thing? It says it right here on my paper. On on your paper that you wrote it on? Like, what do you mean? Yep. Yeah, it says it right here on my, on my paper. Is that, a, <laughs> is that a food anyone's actually eaten? I don't know. I've had breaded uh, eggplant and oh, I guess breaded you do zucchini. Do eggplant. I guess that makes sense. I was just curious. That sounds good to me. I was like, oh, shit, is that a thing? Kind of want to try some. But I was just yeah, getting like hungry squash. over here is what was happening. Yeah, uh, uh, breaded acorn squash. Wonderful. Dope. Listeners at home, if you have a breaded pumpkin and coriander and or coriander rice recipe that you want to share with us, um, only Matt will eat it. So at him. Oh, Max will also eat it. Okay. I would eat it. More than half of my meals are vegan. (laughs) I will happily have that. We are at Knucklebones Pod on all of your, uh, on all of the bad websites, on all the bad, bad, terrible websites. <laughs> look, uh, every website. DM me at Dr. Seb Gorka on Instagram and uh, let me know about your cauliflower <laughs> coriander rice. You guys are slurping down your breaded pumpkin and mowing Oops. down your, your coriander rice, sipping on whatever sort of. Uh, water or juice or mead or ale you would prefer and as you're enjoying a a rather pleasant dinner the door slams open and two children come running in a a young girl and a slightly older boy probably eight years old or so the girl is is bawling tears running down her face and there is um uh the boy's cheeks are red and you can you can see in the the candlelight of this room that they're both absolutely terrified and the boy comes comes running in and the keeper of the roadhouse meets him on the other side of the counter. What's wrong with you? What is, what is it, Hank? Is everything okay? What's wrong? Oh, sweet, sweet Oni, is everything okay? What's, what's happening? And the boy who's crying and he's, he's hugging this, this woman. It's Miss, Miss B, it's, it's dad, Miss B's. <laughs> He's bleeding. He's it's not. It's he needs. To, can you help us? Help us? Help us? Help us? Help us? Beckless stayed at home to try to help. We need help. Can you just help? And we'll see you next time on Knuckle Bones. Oh. What? Wait, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs>
These creatures are very dangerous and we want them exiting the forest in a location far from any settlements and any people where Oath Knights can dispatch them quickly and effectively. Jarquin, I was once a young gnome in this very forest. The druid firebolgs of the Ash Forest are known for their desire to remain undisturbed and separate from modern society. Have you encountered any of them? And if so, how are they addressing this new and dangerous threat? O'Shaughnessy, from what my knights have reported back to me, the Firbolg settlements failed to address this threat. Multiple Firbolg settlements were found. All were in ruins, and unfortunately, only remains have been found thus far. It's, it's bad. The situation grows dire indeed. When will the threat be neutralized? The people want to know. When will the forest be safe again? O'Shaughnessy, we just don't know. These creatures, their numbers, their presence, they appear to be increasing rather than decreasing at any given moment. An unfortunate indication that the problem is it's going to get worse before it gets any better. It's truly tragic. Jacqueline, Scranet appreciates your time, and of course we appreciate all that the great Oath Knights of Madrigal do for Abalea. One last question. What actions do you advise the general public, the settlements of the Northwestern Ash Forest, to take to prepare for this apparently growing threat? Be safe. If you can't carry it, don't take it. Flee to Madrigal. Flee to Delane accordingly. Be safe. Travel in a group. Sir Quinn, thank you for your time. We all truly appreciate it. Be sure to subscribe tomorrow evening for continued updates on the Ash Forest. Scrynet thanks you for your continued contributions to the network. I am Alden O'Shaughnessy. Goodbye. Hey everyone, thanks for listening. If you're enjoying Knucklebones, be sure to subscribe and share the show. If you'd like to help support us and get access to bonus episodes, merch, and more, become a member of our Patreon, or you can leave us a one-time tip at Ko-Fi. Learn more at knucklebonespod.com.